Speak so, for yourself, Phil. Well, I, I'm, always, I'm, I'm a, I love a toad. I know. Anyone, I anyone that's hurt with me knows I get really excited <laughs> about toads. Hello, I'm Nipper Reed. And I'm Phil Wolf. So, settle down, have a nice cup of tea, and enjoy the Venomous Exchange Radio Podcast. Crumpets, Nipper. I want the crumpets. Well, as you've been such an extraordinarily good boy... Hello, gorgeous listeners. It's Phil and my good self back again. We've been away for a little bit. Um, we are going to have a Marco Shea episode, don't worry, because I know you'd rather listen to him. However, both Phil and myself have been away herping around the globe, and Mark has been at a prestigious um, herpetological conference. So we haven't managed to all link up at the same time. It is in the offing. We're going to do at least another one, maybe two more episodes with Mark. Um, one to finish off the Around the World with O'Shea. And the other, we're going to try and do a question and answer session with him. Because we've had a lot of feedback from various listeners asking specific questions. So um, we're going to put it out there. If you have any specific questions that you'd like to ask Mark, um, pop Phil or I a message or go on the uh, Venom Exchange radio site and pop a message in. And we'll try and get that um, organised so we can ask Mark your questions in a forthcoming episode. But for now, Phil and I are going to have a lovely catch-up because I've been herping in Europe and I had the absolute luxury of herping with Phil in his backyard, so to speak, in sunny or quite rainy Florida. And I got to see his collection, which was a treat. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Sounds good. Yeah. So how's, was, your, how's your jet lag? Uh, it's okay now. It took me, a, I had such a smooth journey back. Um, the people on Virgin Airways were really kind to me. They got me on an earlier flight because I had a charming chat with the very attractive um, girl on desk. And she then said, oh, let me see if we can get you home early. Um and I think it was something ridiculous, like from when I got my flight from um, West Palm Beach, I think I was home within 13 hours. Wow. Which was as, about as quick as you could possibly do it. It was really, really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah so, you're supposed to have like a two-hour layover in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Um, even the, the second flight from Atlanta to um, London Heathrow, was supposed to be an eight and a half hour flight and because we had following winds it was a seven and a half hour flight so isn't that incredible it, it made a huge difference and for some reason the time i landed at early hours of sunday morning uh, london heathrow was deserted i literally walked straight through passport control and by the time i got to baggage pickup my bag was already there I come outside and Alison was waiting and there was no traffic on the roads home. It, it couldn't have gone any better. It was eerie. Um, excellent. Excellent. So yeah, excellent. That's very, very cool. That's good, man. That's good. Yeah. I, uh, I got back in record time. Um, I mean, I dropped you off and I was, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to get home as quick as I did. And I went up going to Anna Maria's house first and she's like, Oh my God, you're, you're here. 
you're like four hours early. And I was like, yeah, this, <laughs> I guess I gave her times that I thought in my mind in terms of like dropping Eric and Rob off in Orlando and then driving you to West Palm and yeah. everything just worked out smoothly. So it would yeah. pan out for all of us. And the boys didn't get stuck in Canada like last time. No, I did. <laughs> Every, everyone got home safely, which is a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, oh, so you want to kick off your Bulgarian action? Yeah, so uh, just have a little chat about that. So I was really lucky to go and try and find the one the final snake I have left to see in Europe, which is a rat snake, which is the blotch snake, non-venomous. But still attractive, um, sort of pine snake size. Very What's the look, scientific name again? Uh, Alafi suramatis. Um, it's only, it was a fairly recently split from the four line snake, which is uh, quadrilineata. But now it's a species in its own right. The only place it really occurs in Europe, strict senso, is um, sort of the Black Sea coast of Bulgaria. It's been my nemesis for years. It's really hard to find. You can't just sort of set out to hurt for it. It's a bit like a coral snake. You have to have the sort of trifecta of right time of year, right habitat and right weather, and then just also be lucky to be in the right place at the right time. So we went for that. I was really lucky to have some really, really uh, top quality traveling companions, uh, really keen herpers. Um, Trevor Willis, who I hurt with most of the time, um, my long-term chum, who's uh, either number two or number three, depending on what holidays he's had in the uh, twitching list. Uh, and then a lovely chap called Dan, who's resident in Bulgaria. Um, so that was super helpful. He speaks Bulgarian. He's got a really good grasp of oh, that's awesome. Bulgarian herbs, although he's English. Yeah, he, you were telling me he, he's an English transplant. He, he's English. He, he does conservation work in Bulgaria, so he, he's very switched on. Uh, another keen herper, Rob, um, which was his first trip to Bulgaria, which was very cool. And then we had some other local help from a, a, a really good bird watcher, but is also a herper called Chris, who was invaluable because he was fluent in uh, Bulgarian and well-versed in the actual area because the habitat for the blotch snake is exactly the same as the habitat for most of the wading birds because blotch snake is a sort of um, swamp snake, for want of a better word, which you know feeds largely on um, fledgling birds and that sort of thing. Wow. So, um, so the big bird reserves that Chris was familiar with are also the, the best habitat for suramatis. Very cool. Yeah, so uh, we had five days out there. Um, we had some great sights. Um, did a lot of research on our naturalist, L.R. Rob Stone. Um, had some nice uh, local info from both Dan and Chris. I also had some uh, sites uh, from another friend of mine, Kevin, who had just seen Blotch Snake two weeks before. Oh, wow. Uh, we went to the site that Kev found it, turned the place upside down, couldn't find it. Uh, so we travelled further on. Uh, to the bird reserves again turn that upside down on the first day and this was this is a species that again you had mentioned that it's kind of a, a 50 percent luck 50 percent having all the ducks in a row so to speak but yeah you were mentioning to me i think when we were hanging out here that it's not the rarest snake by far oh, it's very common by, yeah by this, no means it's in not this a, area or the yeah. Bulgarian locality is yeah 
it's it's the same as a coral snake coral snakes aren't rare snakes right right that they're just very um what's the word elusive that's an excellent word they're very elusive you, you know annoyingly i'm on a, a bulgarian website and almost daily there's people posting on there can you id this snake for me oh, I, it's so rough uh and, and so i'm on a, a a bulgarian bird forum and it's the same thing birders i've just seen the snake can you tell me what it is so people yeah. are seeing them it's and just, it's, you've got it's wild lucky. It's wild to me that like when you say coral snake, right? For the most part, we're talking about the Eastern coral or even the Sonoran coral, but a coral snake is only a foot and a half, maybe two feet max. Typically, this is a big, almost meter long snake, at least. It it can get to four foot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's like you said, it's a a Eastern European pitchophus pine snake. Yeah. Very, very similar. Um, But you've got to think the habitat, habitat is very, very similar to where we were in Florida in you know, flooded areas, um, you know, marshland flooded areas. It's, it's very, it's always found close to, you know, to water, to damp areas. Um, it's just very, as you say, very elusive. Yeah. Now, is, this, is it a killed snake or no? That it is. It is very, very, it, almost it fills the role that the pine snakes do in um, North America. It's, yeah. you know, it's biology, it, you know, it, it's habitat it, it, and its appearance are almost identical. Um, annoyingly, we found, I think, to memory, I think we found nine shed skins wow. at var- various wow. different locations. Um, and yet couldn't find, you know, the live snake. That's infuriating. Isn't oh, it? mate, we went to the, a bird reserve to be told by a birder, yes, I saw one yesterday. You know, oh. it, it's, and this this is the story that I've had. This is this that was my um, fourth trip to this locality to find it. I'm going to start calling you Captain Ahab. Oh, mate, don't! It's doing my head in. It really, you know, it's my last snake. Once I've once I see that snake, I've only got two other lizards to see, and then I'm well, done. Maybe this is a a sign or an omen for you to just get those lizards done. So you only have the one side. Oh, mate, that's, I'm all over that. I'm already uh, I'm yeah. sorted. I'm going uh, last week in May, and unless something disastrous happens, the lizards are much easier because they're in a specific locality on a specific rock face. You can go to that rock face. If it's sunny, you'll sit there. The lizards will be running up and down it. Not a problem. It's the snake is a mobile fossorial thing. And that is the problem. But yeah, I, I, that's exactly what I'm going back out to Bulgaria in the first week in May. Um, if I don't see it then, I will do Bulgaria again the first week. It, it will depend on when I go to Utah to get the rattlesnakes that I missed there. Right. I will just literally keep flying out. Um, every spare weekend I have, I will just fly out to Bulgaria now until I find it. Wow. Um, it's just annoying. I can fly direct to Berghaus from an airport reasonably close to me. Um, money, I don't really give a shit now. I just want to see it. So I will just be tourist out there until I until I actually find it. That's fine, man. It is what it is. We did see an awful lot of snakes. I mean, I'm not bemoaning the fact. It's not like we didn't find anything. We were really, really lucky. I think, well, I think we were at least 50 plus snakes for the time we were out there. And that's 50 plus snakes in the hand. Yeah, um, we found the rarest snake in Europe, which is the red collared whip snake. 
That's amazing um, to me. Which, you know, <laughs> we, we was chatting to Bulgarian herpers who'd been herping Bulgaria for years and years and years, live there and can't find it. We found that, uh, you know, caught live. Um, we found some very, very cute Amadites vipers, uh, a couple of different locations. They're all, I mean, I've seen them loads. Um, There's always, that subspecies is Vipera Amadites montandoni. Um, always really, really pleased to see them. Um, and really cute. I mean, one of them was probably this year's baby, oh, so awesome. it's absolutely tiny. Um, Tinier than the pygmy we found? Uh, not quite that tiny, no. Not quite that tiny. Not quite that tiny, but... Um, but yeah. tiny. Tiny and adorable. Tiny and adorable, still with a little horn on its nose. Nice. I mean, we, we found, you know, we found some great stuff. One of the one of the places we went to is um, a huge, huge, huge abandoned hotel, um, which was built uh, for the ex-president of Bulgaria back in the day. Uh, and, and literally vast hotel, not like the sort of thing you'd get anymore, like a real Eastern block, huge concrete style um, hotel, which has been left to ruin and now reclaimed by the woods. Um, and we found a load of species in there. Um, Rob found a lovely Aesculapian snake hunting bats in there, which was really cool. Place's got a load of bats in it, absolutely full of bats. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I think we got four species of bat in there. Um, and in the in the grounds, you know, the, the, there's uh bulk and green lizards, there's wall lizards, there's agile frogs, there's grass snakes, there's glass lizards. Uh it's a really, really good site. Very cool. No blotch snakes though. Damn. I mean, you sent me some pictures of uh some of the things, like the uh the vipera. Yeah. And it looks cool, man. It looks like an awesome place. It's just oh, it is. You know, if I wasn't in such a mission, it, I mean, I've hurt there. That sounds really horrible, and you shouldn't be like this. I've hurt there now at least four times. I've seen every species in Bulgaria, and it's lovely. But I feel under so much pressure when I go there to see this last thing. And yeah, there's only so many pictures of amadites you can take. There's only so many pictures of bulk and green lizards you can take. You know, uh, some of the water snakes are natrix, natrix, uh, natrix persa, which is a lovely snake, and natrix uh, maura. Um, yeah, it's really cool. I recommend anyone to hurt Bulgaria. It's got a ton of species. Very cool. Yeah, really, really recommend it. Yeah, as I say, we. Uh, we killed it. The lads were amazing. They put a hundred and ten percent in trying to find me. I, you know, I couldn't ask for any more. Yeah. You know, um, as I say, Chris, he's a birder and he predominantly a bird. He likes his reptiles. He's predominantly a bird. He was, you know, everyone uh, was really trying so hard to uh, to find the snake. We was doing, you know, long days in the field, not eating till the evening every day, but. It wasn't to be on this trip. It'll yeah. uh, it'll happen again. Oh, it'll happen. It'll happen. It's it'll got happen. it's it's got to happen. I'm, I'm you know I'm fairly confident for next May. To be fair, I mean it's there's two, there's two um, huge times for it. One is October, which is where I went, or last week in uh, uh, September, beginning of October is is a big peak activity spike, and first and second and third week in May are the uh, so I should go out in the first week in May, see what we find. If not, 
I'm just going to batter it, keep going back. Yeah, man. Just keep so, I, I need to I need to finish Europe because there's so much I've got to see in America. I know, right? It's wild, absolutely it wild. Like, but, I can't yeah, believe you're so close. I know it is very frustrating, and I want to finish the list before they split anything else. And there's a few things in the pipeline that are going to get split. So I want to want to finish the list before they split them, and then I can go back and do those at my uh, at my leisure. Yeah, um, exactly. I just want to say a, a genuine huge thanks to the, the, the people that came with me. As you know, Open Trips, yes, it's lovely to see stuff, but it's the company that, that makes the trip, and I really couldn't have asked for better company on that trip. You know, That's great. No one got disheartened. Um, everyone gave 100%. You know, really, really good, fun company the whole time. Um, absolutely perfect. That's can't awesome. Wait to go, yeah, can't wait to go back out there. Yeah, that's, that's anything you could ever ask for. You know, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing worse than going on a trip and someone's irritating you or something like that. It's yeah, uh, yeah. It 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 makes makes for a hard trip, but no, we uh, we we killed it. We, as I say, I can't remember the total species count that we got. I think it was over thirty species. Excellent. Um, which is not bad for a, for a, you know, a relatively small team of people. I, the only thing we missed in that area that we could have found was the block snake we ticked every other species awesome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely there awesome. we are 30 so, species in a week is killer man killer. oh it's good and the number of snakes we physically caught as well you know uh, that's not including the ones that got away the number of species that we physically caught yeah that's great it, it was really cool and then i yeah i i uh, i came back from there uh i had a couple of days to wash my pants out and uh dry them out and repack. And then I uh, headed off to sunny Florida. Nice. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So I got up ridiculously early in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. Uh, <laughs> you do love me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was super excited because we haven't seen each other in person for a long while. Uh, Ali drove me kindly to the airport and I got a flight to Atlanta. Uh, I had a, couple of hours stop over Atlanta and then the uh, longer flights which is about six hours I think into Florida and then we landed and I stepped out of the plane and there you were it's wild man it's super wild you it know was... and it, it, Anna Maria was in the car with me when we went to pick you up obviously you know you were there I don't know why I'm saying it like that but she's like is he tall I was like yes <laughs> I mean we're short you know but yes, he's tall. And she's like, okay. And and what's his hair look like? I said, well, he's got a he's got usually got like a crew cut or shaved head, you know, kind of like me. She's like, okay, okay. And then we pull up and she's like, is that him? I was like, yeah, that's him. She goes, oh my God, he really is tall. It's like, yeah, but you, she's 4'11. So it's not really. Yeah, I'm not accurate... super tall. I'm about <laughs> exactly. six foot. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but it was crazy, man, picking you up. Like pulling up to the curb, it's I can't, still can't believe it's been over a year since we've seen each other. I know in person. That's and what's weird, I literally stepped out of the wonderful air conditioning, and it's like stepping into a shower. Yeah, it just hits you. It was I don't know what the humidity was that particular day, but yeah. it was just hot and humid. Yep, we say you know the expression like oh you could it's so thick you could cut it with a knife. Yeah, yeah. Well, we always say like yeah we swim to our we swim through the air. Yeah, it was it's just so thick humidity. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so I'd been up by that point for around 20 hours, I think. Oh, geez. 
so rather than do the sensible thing and go to bed, we decided we'd go herping straight away, which was yeah. awesome. Yes, yes. And so uh, Nipper got his first experience at Wawa. Oh, Wawa was great. I wish we Wawa had them in the UK. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. So we loaded up with some goodies, and then Phil took me to one of his spots. Yeah, and uh, so this was a this is sugarcane agricultural area that has been around since probably the 1940s, and there are several public access roads that go through private property of sugarcane plantation, sugarcane paddocks and fields. And one of these is one of my pygmy rattlesnake spots. So I was like, look, worst case scenario, we get him a, a big old cane toad so he can see his first ever cane toad. Um, but if we can get a pygmy or a, a king snake or something, then rock and roll. So you want to take it from there? Yeah. So we're, we're cruising up and down, uh, getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. They are a big thing out there. There is oh, yeah. a lot, lot of mosquitoes. Yeah. Um, and I think it was actually Anna Maria found the first alligator. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Which, to you, living in Florida, is like seeing a fly. But for yeah, me, yeah. I was mad. I'm literally just looking out across, what do you call them, levees? Is that the technical a levee, term? Yes, yeah, yes. Looking right. out across a levee, and there's an alligator. It was amazing. <laughs> it absolutely made my night. Yeah. Um, and then we cruised some cane toads. Again, yeah. I mean, I've kept cane toads as pets. But to see them just hopping around, it's just, it's just insane. It's and bizarre, right? B- bloody quick. Yeah, yeah. I actually tried to get video of, of Nipper running around in circles trying to catch this one big grapefruit-sized one. And uh, I, I managed to not record it because I couldn't pull my phone out fast enough. But just seeing him in the headlights of the car running in a circle, kind of like he's doing Havanagila, going around this friggin' baseball uh, grapefruit-sized toad, made my night. <laughs> there's um, there's a picture on Instagram, if you follow me on Instagram, and if you're not, why not, um, of that very toad. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's cool. Um, and then I'm trying to think what we had next. Do we have a DOR um, Black Racer? Was that there? Yeah. No, no, that was, uh, I think that was with the boys. I think that was it, man. Oh, no, we went, so we only found the cane toad that one night. Then the following night is when we went down to Big Cypress. Oh, that's that's right, yeah. That's where we got the DOR racer, I think. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we went back to Phil's place, crashed out. Um, I was totally disorientated by that point. I didn't know whether I was coming or going. Phil had to work the next day for his sins, and I thought, I thought I'll sleep all day, um, but jet lag is a weird thing. So even though I had no sleep, as soon as it got light, which to me was about well, the middle of the night for me, or even like late evening, I was awake. I just couldn't sleep. So I went and sat outside uh, by the pool, and it's really, really weird in Florida because <laughs> there's anoles and iguanas just walking around in what I would call the back garden, in your, in what you call a yard. Yeah. There's, it's just crazy. I think there was at least two, maybe three different animal species just wandering around. Endless dragonflies and butterflies and the birds just to sit in a comfy chair in the sun, just watching the bird life. And you had ibises out there, you had ospreys flying by the house. Yep. Uh, and just, just, to, just to paint a picture. So this is uh, uh, 
so this house has the pool in the backyard, but it also butts up to a lake. And the lake is a horseshoe shape, if you looked on the map. So we're on one side of the horseshoe. And it is an access point for both a waterway to different canal systems to regulate so we don't have flooding. But it also is a regulation water point for a natural area that's only like maybe 10 acres that's on the other side of the horseshoe. So you have this natural area in suburbia. So there's countless birds and uh, shorebirds, everything from pelicans and storks to cardinals and blue jays and what have you. So I, I'm glad that you got to sit out back and, and really soak oh, in those. It's incredible. I did actually fall asleep out there. Um, well, you, you, you have to. It's, it's so tranquil. You know? It was brilliant. Um, and then Phil was fortunate enough to get off work early. Yeah, that was a blessing, for real. Yeah, so we met Anna Maria, and we jumped back in the car, and then we went out herping for the second night. Yeah, and uh, Nipper got his first real taste of road cruising. Yeah, I mean, road cruising is really, for, for European people, we don't really road cruise that much, um, purely because our temperatures are different, and the majority of the species that we want to see are diurnal, not nocturnal, because, you know, they, they don't get the heat that the American species do. So road cruising is weird for me. Yeah. Um, and it's it's morbidly boring when you're not seeing anything. Yeah, I mean, it's not boring. I mean, it's, it's nice because you're chatting in the car. Yeah, we have the camaraderie, but in terms of, like, not seeing wildlife, I'd rather have camaraderie with wildlife than camaraderie without. Oh, 100%. You know? yeah. um, but it's very, very easy herping in terms of physicality because you're literally just sat there driving at 20 miles an hour yeah. looking out the window. It's not, yeah. you know, you're not like European herping where you're walking miles and you're flipping rocks all the time or flipping logs and all that. So it's very, um, but it works. You can't knock it. Yeah. Because it gets the results that you're after. Mm -hmm. You're right. Well, typically 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 yeah um yeah. and on that that's the night we got my first cotton mouth yeah absolutely and that that was really really cool uh, an adult cotton mouth something i've wanted to see for well for years and years and years to see one just sat there on the edge of the road was incredible um we also got a stunning juvenile uh cotton mouth yeah uh, which again pretty. Uh, really old patterns, which is on Instagram. Um, we got a green water snake. Is yep. that right? Yeah. Um, green water. Green water, and we got a banded as well. Yes, the banded water snake. Banded water snake, um, which it was just really cool to see all these 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 species that were new for me. Uh, and then we left there. Oh, we got southern toad as well there. Yeah, southern toad. Yep, and uh, we also saw the cumin tree frog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Give me tree yeah. frog. And I mean, just to go back to the cottonmouths, because this is a venomous podcast, we got to, you know, accentuate that. But I'm glad that Nipper got to see juvenile specimen that still had its its broad bands and its dot markings. And the tail wasn't nearly as yellow as it can be for a caudalure, but it was still a, a, a different color. And it, it's so cool to see those very young, very innocent looking baby viper. Because so many that you find, especially in the Florida uh, subspecies, it the pattern washes out. Um, some people think it's genetic. Some people think it's because of the super high levels of UV radiation that we have in peninsular Florida. But when you look at a cottonmouth that might be um, a Kistrodon piscivorus, piscivorus, which would be southern Georgia and northern Florida, um, 
they retain a lot of that banding. Uh, subspecies the Florida cottonmouth, which is a Kistrodon piscivorus conti, is so dark, almost like a, a jet black animal, and you'll see a slight remnant of the bands on the on the on the pectoral side before it gets to that creamy undertone on the on the on the ventrals. But it was great for you to be able to see those two different animals because it was almost a transition. The sec the first snake that was a little larger was almost a transition to that darker adulthood, which a lot of people don't get to see. They either see just the neon baby the neon colored baby and they think it's a copperhead or they see this big ugly black adult and they don't get to see the true potential of what the animal could look like so i thought that was really cool sorry no i thought i don't have the great enough knowledge other than pictures to to, to know the difference but for me both of them were stunning but the, the the juvenile in particular was incredible really really cool pattern yeah and you can see how people mistake it for a copperhead oftentimes Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, patterning and morphologically. I mean, the, the big broad head and the, you know the, the fairly triangular body. Um, quite. A, a, um, I don't know if that was particularly well fed specimen. The adult, but a really really stocky snake, particularly for a viper. Um, obviously doing well on on the, the local frogs and so on. Yeah, and I think that that does play a big factor because it is rare to see, at least in our area, it's rare to see a cottonmouth that is anemic looking or anorexic looking because it is very easy for them to feed on fish and frogs you know opposed to something that maybe doesn't like a a corn snake per se that doesn't necessarily have as much uh preyable options if that makes sense yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. so yeah so what else did we find that night so we went down to that park and we got the cuban tree frog and the two southern toes oh yeah that was, that was and uh which i feel like stuff. Uh, anyone who listens to our other media that we're on, whether it be NPR, Snakes and Stogies, or what have you, mm -hmm. uh, this trip was special because of the toads. I really oh, feel 100%. like this trip was, we weren't looking for toads, but we were so happy that we found them. Speak so, for yourself, Phil. Well, I, I, always, I'm, I'm a, I love a toad. I know. Anyone, I anyone that's hurt with me knows I get really excited <laughs> about toads. Well, that's and, and that's the thing is I feel like the, the older I get, the more I appreciate them. And having kept a cane toad before um, and, and having kept a few other smaller species that I didn't do so well with because I'm so snake focused. Now I really want to focus on some toads. Yeah. Um, I, I, so all the cool kids love snakes, 100 percent. Yeah. But I love a toad. Yeah. And, I mean, that the, the southern toads, if we're going to get into it. The southern toes are stunning looking toes. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Just and so variable too from, from place to place we went. But I will say this is if you go off of the cane toad being up now a native toad, even though it is an invasive species, they've been around since the 50s or 60s. They're everywhere. Florida only has six toad species, including the cane. So listeners, remember the number six. Now we have two species, but go on. So we left that park area and we went down to the tip of Florida on the west side, which is called Everglades City. Yeah, um, I have to. Phil, yeah, does himself an injustice by saying we went down. I, Phil drove for hours without <laughs> any complaint. I mean, if, again, slightly different from European herping to American herping. The sites are a long way apart from one another. Yeah, they it's can not be... like in, in Europe, you know, you might have an hour between sites or maybe two hours between sites if you're unfortunate. 
we're looking at three, four hours between sites here. So, yeah, Phil drove magnificently with no complaints, <laughs> just a ton of energy drinks. Um, yeah, or just poison in a can. With a ton of energy drink inside him uh, to this other site. Uh, we were looking for American crocodile. Yeah, I think the, I think the weather uh, skunked us there. It, it turned. I mean, sure for Florida, but even for the UK, it suddenly turned very, very cold. Yeah. In the, in that three four hour drive, the difference in temperature was really really noticeable. Um, yeah, very much so. There was you know the humidity had gone. It was a you know it was chilly. It was actually chilly. You know, yeah. I, I, you know, I think I put a fleece on. It was that cold. Yes. Whereas yes. before, I had a t-shirt on and I was sweating like a sweating thing. Um, I think it also plays a factor too is that where we found the cottonmouth and the water snakes, uh, you're in the cypress forest. So even though everything is wet and swampy, those tall cypress trees kind of protect it and keep it kind of insulated. Whereas yeah. when we went down to the tip of Florida, now you have mangrove estuaries and everything just has a breeze just the water you can yeah. see the water's moving from the breeze there's really no uh shielding from that offshore airway but go on sorry yeah no 100 um so we, we dipped on uh on the american crocodile unfortunately um it is what it is but we thought even given the weather we wouldn't give up so and we've driven a long way so we was having an, a route round in the, the habitat which for me was incredible because it's a mangrove swamp which the only time I've ever hurt mangroves before um, was Borneo, Malaysia. Um, so to be in America, herping in mangrove swamps was really, really weird. Um, and I flushed a snake, um, which we went after, which turned out to be a new tick for Phil. Oh, yeah. Which is lovely to be with a Floridian herper and find something that he hasn't seen before, which is really oh, yeah. cool. Um, which was a salt marsh snake, I believe. Is that correct? Banded yes. salt marsh snake? Yeah, so it's the uh, mangrove banded salt marsh snake, which is Nerodia clarki compressicauda. Yeah, um, really stunning looking snake. Um, oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't grab it because it did look sort of cotton mouthy um, in the dark uh, until Phil come up with his with his head torch and his hook. We, we couldn't really see what it was but as soon as phil had it on the hook we could see exactly what it was which was yeah. great so yeah. new tick phil phil so the drive was worth it absolutely because phil is trying to smash the florida list oh yeah and it's out there now so he has no choice i know right i was like, don't bring it up don't bring it up yeah i don't know i'm sure there are people that have done it and i'm sure people are going to listen to this and say i can do that and I don't care about being the first or the last, but before I die, I will see every single reptile that's, and amphibian in Florida. That's awesome. And you've got a big job because I know we looked at just the list of salamanders and it's like a, tele <laughs> it's like a telephone directory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's before you've added on the tree frogs and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. is a lot to do. Yeah, um, there is. Yeah. But it's going to be great. It's going to be worth yeah. it. So, um so yeah, that was that was a good night. Um, we started the four-hour drive back, and I promised Phil I wouldn't feel fall asleep and keep him company. And I think I lasted about twenty minutes before. That's all right. <laughs> um, I'm claiming jet lag. Um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, so yeah. So then we got home, uh, and then we had to get up early the next day to go and meet the others. So Phil and I had very limited sleep. I had a lot more because I slept in the car, but Phil survived somehow on about four hours sleep. 
Um, and then we was up and on our way to meet Eric and Rob at the airport. Yeah. Which it was another three hour drive or three and a half hour drive with uh, deviations because of road closures and stuff. Oh, like I that. forgot. Why would you remind me? Oh, yeah. Horrible. No. I mean, it was it was cool because so many people come to Florida and they fly into the coastal cities, West Palm, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Tampa, Orlando, even. And they only see the urban built up with the palm trees in the hotel. They don't get to see real Florida. Um, And I didn't quite know exactly how much rural countryside Nipper would see on the rest of our trip. But that detour on the Florida Turnpike it took us through some backwoods cattle country. Yes, like, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, so, got a really nice little armchair tick out the car window, which was cool. Which yeah. was my first uh, Floridian turtle. That was nice. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we picked up the others. And then we thought, well, we've only done four hours driving so far. So we drove another three and a half hours, was it, or something like that? No, well, no, because the, the first little bit of jungle where we found that that baby. Oh, of course, I forgot. Yeah, that, that was only yeah. like maybe thirty minute drive. Yeah, so that we went yeah. to a a, a quick um, circular trail through some woodland. Right. Um, amazing, amazing habitat, like something off of Lost World. Just big ferns and really, you know, really dark um, trail through. Uh, what were they cedar trees in there? No, it's it's mostly oak and, and some cypress. Oh, oh yeah. cypress. Okay. Um, and going through uh, lots of small animal species, unidentified animal species, literally all over the place. And then uh, I flipped a log and saw my first wild pygmy, which, and it was an absolute cracker of a pygmy as well. Yeah. Uh, I haven't posted pictures of it yet. I will stick some on, on Instagram. But I'm see... very eager to see your photo because I haven't edited mine yet. But okay. I know Rob's photos and just the cell phone pics that I just took real quick with my finger, it doesn't do that snake justice in terms no. of the purple color and the orange on its back. Yeah. So I'm very eager to see your your edited, oh, cool. corrected yeah. photo, you know? Yeah. Um, we got absolutely savaged by mosquitoes there. Wrecked. Uh, Phil had kindly sorted us all out with thermocell anti-mosquito things to clip to our rucksacks and being intelligent herpers we'd all left them in the car yep except for phil um so we it it was not enough for four dudes (laughs) no we got absolutely savaged uh so we very quickly took pictures of the uh pygmy and then we hightailed it back to the car um and then we had our three or four hour drive to can't remember the place we went to so this uh, uh without giving spots away um yeah, I want to say Lake City. Hold on, let me look. Let me look at the map real quick. Um, basically, on the on the outside of Osceola National Forest. Um, just to give people an idea. So now we're on the central north portion. Yeah, Lake City. I would say is, is a good area to say it. Um, which is going to be around the Gainesville area too. Uh, but yeah. basically herping in between the Florida Georgia border and Gainesville area. Yeah. So, so um, we stopped on routes um, to look for Eastern Diamondback. Unfortunately, we literally saw a beautiful, stunning adult Eastern Diamondback that was hit probably by the car in front of us because it was still alive at that point. Yeah. Uh, which was 
incredible to see, but also very, very sad to see such a stunning animal smashed yeah. up like that, which was a bit gutting. Um, and then we carried on to our accommodation. Uh, the heavens opened, as I feel tells me it happens all the time in Florida. For, for me, it was lovely because it was really heavy rain, but it was warm rain. And we don't get warm rain in the UK. We get very cold rain. But Florida rain is warm rain. It's very pleasant. Um, so while the others were sorting themselves out, having beers and stuff like that, Phil and I decided we would go and herp um, around the property, which had quite a large acreage out the back. And I think to memory on the first night, we found four species yeah. of yeah. frog, which was really cool. <clears throat> Um, again, I, I'll post some pictures on Instagram as we go along. But yeah, we had some, some tree frog species and pig frog and stuff like that and more toads. Yeah. And it just goes to show you, you know, Rob Stone, we give him all the praise in the world for his amazing planning in terms of the Airbnb and the routes and what places we're going to go and how we're going to do it. But it just goes to show you, if you can get an Airbnb with a pond in the backyard, like who's better than you, you know? Exactly, yeah. I mean, and so th that was the thing is, so while Eric and Rob were kind of getting their kit together and, and you know, because Eric has a lot of really cool electronics he brings, he likes to make sure everything's sorted out from air travel and stuff. And, and Nipper and I were like, man, let's just go walk that pond. And what we found, a squirrel tree frog, uh, copes, or no, I'm sorry, a pine woods tree frog, yeah, and uh, little grass frog, pig frog, and then your, yes your your toad sir you the second the toad. The, no, no, sorry the third this toad, the third the toad tree, yes. which i'm looking at it and i'm thinking that doesn't look like anything we've seen it looks similar but it doesn't look exactly the same um as the southern toad i'm thinking there's nothing else in range here that it could be um and i did some sort of key checking on that and uh, this toad had the banded forearms little um crests above the parasite glands and what the hell is that and it was fowler's toad yes yes and i thought that's really weird because i didn't think we was in range of fowler's toad uh, neither did i i did so not think we were in range i googled it for the range of fowler's toad and there was just a little tiny island of Fowler's Toad distribution almost above where we were staying. It was really weird. Yeah. So, yeah, we were kind of to the northeast of the normal range. Sorry, to the southeast of the normal range, except for one little island of it. We were slap bang in the middle of that island where we were staying. So that was really cool to get uh, yeah. toad number three. Yeah, it was. It, you had one of those moments where you, so Nipper and I are standing next to each other. He's got the phone in his left hand showing me the distribution map with like the color areas of where on the continent the toad is found. In his right hand is the toad. And then I'm next to him on his right side with my phone showing the 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 map, the Google Maps, where the blue dot is in relation to the red blob on the distribution map. And it was like literally touching the border. I was like, what are the yeah, odds, man? What that's are the fantastic. Odds? That was awesome. Such Loved a cool it. little toad as well. Again, I'll oh, post yeah. some, in fullness of time, I'll post some pictures of those. Yeah. Um, and then we crashed out because we were tired yeah. little boys. Oh, yeah. It was a long day. It was a long day. And then we oh, I'm just trying to think what we did the next day. The next day was, let me look at photos to make sure I don't give the wrong species. I'm pretty sure that was our, our main road cruising day. Yeah. We won't go too much into detail of what we did day by day. Yeah. Because we're going to do a podcast with NPR. 
which will be very detailed about this. But it's worth just mentioning, I think, some of the other species we saw for the rest of the week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, so there were some iconic species that we found. Um, Florida softshell turtle. Um, yes. And a melanistic me- one. At melani- that. Melanistic Florida softshell turtle. Absolute tank of an animal. Um, we found um, black racer. Yeah. Which is a, a super snake. Uh, which I rough- think that was a good spot because... All of us saw it crystal clear. We knew exactly what it was. And there really wasn't any attempt to go catch it just because no, we, we knew that the minute we the car in park, it's gone. You know? Yeah, 100%. Um, that next day was the rough green. And oh, rough green snake. Pigment. Again, I used to keep rough green snakes. And to see one in the wild, again, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, again, stunning pygmies. Just every pygmy we saw whether it's natural light, whether it's full UV, whether it's dire, the colours just were so much better than a lot that you see in captivity, really, really. I wonder whether if you kept those ones in captivity, they would lose the brightness of their colours. I don't know. Um, Just superb. So we had, yeah, great few days in that area, herping some really, again, a lot of the people that we were, because we met, we was out there with the charming chap as well, KJ, big shout out to him. Super helpful chap, really. It's his local patch. He was so helpful to us. Really, really charming lad. Really, really cool. Um, but they're all very snake centric. Yes. Uh, and there's Phil and I, like naughty little schoolboys, going, and going <laughs> off and looking for amphibians and stuff like that. And we were racking up the amphibians. We were, yeah. man. We were. Um, that same day was, let me try and find this scrolling through all these pictures of pines. Um, but that same day was, uh, more pine woods, tree frogs, and then copes gray tree frog. Yeah. Which that was, that was an awesome animal by itself. Stunning. Literally holding on to a single blade of grass. Probably yeah. <laughs> 300 yards from a water source. Yeah. Just, and it was, it was hot as well. Super hot. Um, do you want to bring up the pine? Yeah. Just as I say, we won't go into too much detail yeah. because there's going to yeah. be another podcast on this. But yeah, we were really fortunate to find a Florida pine, which is like a unicorn. Yes. Um, uh, in the wild, to see it in bright sunshine in its natural habitat and a big adult, I don't know, three and a half, four feet specimen, just incredible. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it, it was most definitely, or I say most definitely, for some people, it was the most wanted non-venomous snake of the trip. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it was, yeah, just a phenomenal, phenomenal snake a real blessing to see something like that in the wild it, it is um, a legit blessing i mean I, i've yeah. told people it's like winning the lottery yeah you know what i mean because so many people have seen pines but none of them have ever looked like this one yeah and was... i'm not just i'm not just saying that because it's our pine but like yeah this was beyond textbook specimen and i know guys that have been doing florida herping for 30 40 years and they've never seen one yeah it, yeah. it was absolutely stunning um it's for those of you that haven't seen a Florida pine, 
try and Google it. Unfortunately, for some reason, it's something that's morphed quite a lot. So most of the images you see are morphs. But if you can see a natural Florida pine with all the reds on it, just a beautiful, beautiful snake. Absolutely. Really awesome. cool. Yeah. Um, well, pine snake aside, it, we wound up while we were after that we we kind of got rained out a little bit and we went to this one spot the same place we found the um the copes gray tree frog was uh in search of higher sandier soil looking for heterodon simus right uh excuse me a southern hognose snake and rob and eric were out on the hike and nipper and i were in the car hitting this one dirt road dirt road excuse me and Nipper said, hey, man, this dirt road on the side, it looks like it's someone's driveway, but let's just drive down a little bit and, and see if there's something to flip. And we did. We found a nice wood pile. And uh, that is when I learned that Nipper is skeeved out by cockroaches. Oh, because dirty. Now, you hear a lot of people in the South talk about the palmetto bug. Oh, man, there's a gross palmetto bug in my driveway or in my, in my laundry room. No, those are not palmetto bugs. Those are just big old cockroaches. An actual palmetto bug is a species of cockroach. Forgive me, I don't remember the scientific name, but they are a bright maroon to damn near violet purple color. And they only live in higher loomier soils in the palmetto bushes. And Nipper got to see big giant ones firsthand. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. They're, uh, to, they're gorgeous. They're purple cockroaches, fair, man. For a cockroach, it is the most bougie cockroach I've ever seen. But oh, yeah. co- I can't lie. I try to be <laughs> tough. Cockroaches freak me out and make you want to scream like a little girl. Especially when you're not expect when you're peeling bark back looking for Scarlet Kings or something like that, and just loads of them run out. It's just stuff of nightmares. Yeah. But yeah. But fortunately, it landed. Yeah. On a little pile of fallen bark and when i flipped the bark underneath was one of the amphibians that i really really wanted to see in florida which was a narrow mouth toad and we don't get anything like that in europe it is it is what it says on the tin it is a toad with a really narrow head it looks really bizarre Uh, and again to see one in the flesh was phenomenal which is also number four that's toad number four so at this point we're thinking we are cleaning up for florida's toads we really are yes the toad i most wanted to see in florida was the oak toad and i don't know if you the oak toad is the smallest north american toad for fact finders out there it is about as big as your thumbnail it's got a really, really bold um, marbled pattern with a really vivid white stripe from snout to vent. Stunning little toad. As I say, it doesn't get any bigger than your thumbnail. Fantastic. We could not find them anywhere. We could not find them no. anywhere. Um, we flipped hard for oak toads. And, and they are, if, correct me if I'm wrong, they're the most common toad in Florida, right? They have the biggest distribution. Okay, okay. But... Only in suitable habitat. Okay. Well, this uh, habitat uh, was primo. Yeah. So primo that our good friend Rob Stone saw a eastern coral snake. Yes. And then after he saw it, he did not see it <laughs> because it got away. Yeah. We uh... And we give him shit for it. 
but we understand how difficult it is to snatch a venomous fossorial elapid when you're still in shock of, oh my God, that's a coral snake. Yeah. And but we knew we were in the right spot. So, yeah. So we, I mean, and the spot was really, really good. We had Black Racer there again. Uh, Phil and I found other tree frogs there. Uh, there was a fabulous pond with, um, I think they were probably pig frogs in there as well. Loads of dragonflies. Yeah, the spring uh, peeper. Absolute spring peeper. Yeah, just absolutely fabulous habitat. But the temperatures got so high, we thought, "No, we'll." Uh, it's no point herping anymore. So we'll go back to the car, go and get some lunch, and then wait till the temperatures drop in the late afternoon, and then come back out. And just as we was going back to the car, KJ comes up with a sock, and in the sock. Is an oak toad. Literally the sock off his foot. Literally the sock off his foot. He put an oak toad in there for us. Uh, and it was just an incredible, incredible thing. Absolutely awesome, stunning. awesome thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, have a look on Instagram. Just a beautiful little tiny toad. Probably definitely my favorite amphibian of the trip. It was just. Yeah, pretty, weird. pretty awesome, man. Pretty awesome. Yeah. And I think it, the, the marbling is, I don't even want to call it marbling because marbling almost insinuates a random cryptic pattern. This was very much strategic, almost symmetrical on either side of the vertebral stripe, right? So you have that nice yeah, white vertebral stripe going on. Yeah. And it, it reminded me of uh, soldier tiger camouflage from like the Vietnam era. It was very yeah. stripey. And when you look at the back of the, of the, of the toad, it has the same coloration and patterning as the pygmy rattlesnake. Yeah, 100%. To the yeah. point where if you saw this exact toad in leaf litter, you might almost think it's a pygmy rattlesnake's head. Yeah, very much so. Super um, cool. And really sexually dimorphic as well, because the males have completely white bellies, whereas the females have black spots all over their bellies. Man, I don't even... Hold on, let me see if I have a picture of the belly, because I don't even remember it, checking. It was, it was a male. It was a male? It was a male, yeah. Okay, yeah, I could see it in this photo. Yeah. So, um, super cute yeah just a brilliant thing a brilliant thing and that brings us to five that brings us up to five and um, we five. at this point thinking we could actually finish all of florida's toads in one trip we we could and that put a lot of pressure on us because all did. of a sudden whereas toads were kind of bycatch for snakes then suddenly they become a key species that we wanted to see yeah and i almost feel like as much as the the other boys were they, they like seeing everything. You know what I mean? I feel like it almost got to the point where like, well, we're not going to find anything. We're not going to find a diamondback. So we might as well help Nipper and Phil find these freaking toads. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, I mean, uh, you have to remember throughout all of this, we are seeing a ton of alligators. Yeah. Yeah. We went out for a, a long night walk in the rain and uh, which we kind of, Phil and I abandoned halfway through because Phil's legs were killing him from his uh, bites and rashes from oh. <laughs> Phil I've, had the I've absolute never... worst herping trousers you have ever yes. seen oh, in God. your life. And that's the thing is in terms of like thorn bushes and sand spurs and hitchhikers, whatever you want to call them, so small thorny plants that stick to you or they get stuck in your dog's fur. These pants repelled them like a force field until we got rained on and now I feel like my pants are literally just filled with water. I In my life, I've never gotten chafe on the outside of my calf. <laughs> and I, it, it was amazing to me. So 
Yeah, so um, Phil and I decided to go back to the car and regroup, which sadly ruined the evening for some other people that, that we found in the middle of the night. Because yes. <laughs> they were having special relations in the car, in the yes, car park. And as we walked out with head torches on to see their steamy windows, they uh, took umbrage to it and drove off at a fair rate of knots. Very much so. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, the others, they found... Uh, Blue garter. Yep, Florida mud, blue garter. Mud snake. Yes, and um, a swamp snake, not mud snake. Swamp. Uh, sorry, swamp snake, swamp snake and banded water snake. And another cottonmouth, I think, right? And another cottonmouth. Yeah. Um, so that that was cool. Um, we got to see them as well, or, mm -hmm. or a couple of them. That was really really cool. Uh, and then we went home, and then on the last day, we went out herping. Uh, Found some gopher tortoises. We missed gopher tortoises. We was lucky enough yeah. to see gopher tortoises, which were really stunning. Um, a few other water snakes. Yeah, uh, uh, eastern fence lizard and eastern, uh, oh, very cool eastern fence lizard. Yeah, and honestly, one of my favorite uh, animals was the six line race runner. Oh yeah, with the blue. Is that the one with the blue tail? That's the one with the blue tail. Yeah, a yes. very a small lacerted lacerted type lizard. With a neon blue tail. Yeah, very, very cool. Yeah. And so we thought um, there was a, uh, on our last evening, there was a, um, a big sort of pond area. And we thought we'd check that out just to see quite late at night. We had an incident prior to that, which kind of uh, freaks everyone out a little bit. Uh, good job, Phil and KJ are local and know the score. Um, because I, it would appear that some charming um, meth-enhanced people were going to try and rob us. Um, but fortunately, Phil was extremely switched on, uh, got around them and, <laughs> and fished out the car away at a rate of knots. Um, but it's quite unsettling because you are literally in the middle of nowhere with these meth-head, degenerate, no-teeth, face-tattooed people. So, yeah, if you are going herping in Florida... Um, do bear it in mind, it's not the safest place to herp. And um, I mean, that, that being said, there, there is plenty of places to herp in suburbia or outside of some of the major cities that are very scenic and have nature trails and have, you know, accommodations for tourists and birders and, and naturalists to enjoy. We were definitely off the beaten path. We were on yeah. roads that are basically locals only. And uh, if you if, if we didn't have KJ... I would have a thousand percent got lost. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, those roads, like the back it, it, it's his patch, and he knows yeah. it very, very well. Exactly. But I, I wouldn't say it is risk-free herping. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I, I, we'll leave it for there. <laughs> we'll leave it there for now. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, we were fortunate to have Phil, who was very tactically aware. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. And I just so so we left that area, um, and then we went to another area uh, which had a, a big open water source. Well, that's what um, I was, was going to chime in real quick and say is that at this point, Nipper and I are like, we have one more toad species to find. Where are we going to find this thing? So we're both on iNaturalist. We're looking at uh, some of the topographical maps that I have on my phone in terms of like property lines and wilderness areas and. KJ says, well, hey, there's this one lake. And he says, I know people have seen it on this side of the lake, 
it's got to be on our side too, right? It's, I mean, it's a lake, right? Now we're talking about a massive, massive lake. That's probably, what would you say, maybe a hundred acre lake? Oh, it's huge. Yeah, Easily, it's yeah. Huge. yeah. So he's like, yeah, there's definitely reports of this toad on the west side. We're on the east side. Let's just take, let's just try it, you know? And we did. So we went down there. We were really fortunate or unfortunate, depending on your point of view. As we got out of the vehicle, it started to rain. Yeah. Um, which for the amphibian lovers was awesome. Not so much for the snake lovers. But, yeah. um, and I feel like it was just enough rain to turn things on, but not yeah. enough rain for us to get wet and miserable. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and as I say, it's, it's warm rain over there. And um, we were looking for the spadefoot's toads in that area. And having seen all the European spadefoots, you couldn't have got better habitat and better weather conditions. For sure. Because it was sandy scrub with light rain. It was like spadefoot mecca. So, it was. And Phil found one within about five minutes of being there, <laughs> literally just walking along, and there it was. And it was a really nice, large adult as well. Yeah. yeah absolutely phenomenal. So all of Florida's toads done in one trip. Fantastic. Loved it. It was Loved awesome. it. Yeah. Really, absolutely really awesome. And that was such a textbook spadefoot too. I mean, it probably yeah. could have been prettier. It was kind of a drab looking one. I know they come in yeah. every color of the rainbow, but yeah, those cartoon alien bug eyes that yeah. are on top of the head, the cartoon frog eyes. I just, yeah. it's adorable, no, it, man. I it, love was, that. It, it was wicked. So yeah, that was a really, really cool end to the trip. Yeah. Just yeah. absolutely good, perfect. Good finale. Yeah. And then unfortunately the next day I had to go home, uh, reverse the journey and fly back to, to the uk yeah but uh, yeah a huge thank you to rob as ever i know we of joke course. about it but his trip and orga trip organization is phenomenal yeah uh, he makes sure that everybody sees the targets that they want or try or has an opportunity to see the targets they want he has backup areas in case we're skunked by weather or lack of access uh, just phenomenal yeah. yeah, huge thank you for KJ. It was his local patch. He was really, really kind. His knowledge of, as you say, of the areas, the back roads, and all of that, so helpful. Really, really yeah. cool. And, and was... knowledge, I was going to say, and knowledge of places to eat, which is important. Yeah, for sure. That was that was quintessential. And I was going to yeah. say is, I I try to know as much as I can about Florida herping, but I'm so happy that we had KJ there because. He really was the local, the boots on the ground. Oh, 100%. And, you know, every yeah. time I thought in my mind, this is not right. This is too cold. This is too wet. This is too high elevation, whatever you want to call it. I'm thinking, don't think like that. This is not what you're used to. And KJ was like, dude, this is it. This is the spot. Yeah. And then, bam, he was right. And that's, yeah. that's you can't, you can't. You can't beat local yeah. knowledge. You cannot beat local yeah. knowledge. So, so happy he was there. Yeah, huge thank you to Eric, who is such a geek, and I say that with love in terms of he's for every species that we saw, and I mean every species, he's taking UV readings, he's taking temp readings, he's just he literally, you know, he's practically down like some wine buff tasting the soil. Yes, um, swishing, 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 swishing the soil. <laughs> he, he, he honestly is feeling the soil to see what it's made out of so that he can, you know, reproduce you know, similar things notes everything it yeah. comes with an armada of electronic stuff um and also a fabulous list of conversations that we need to address in the car yeah um, and you when you're on a long because 
you know, road cruising, you're in the car for hours and hours and hours. So he really did stimulate some really good debates and stuff like that. So yeah. they are all, and yourself, Phil, how you drove so much. I mean, I know you were chemically assisted most of the time. Yeah, a little bit. Jesus. Uh, so just, just for just for you and me, because you and I shared literally start to finish. Because yeah. let's, let's be real, my Anna Maria lives... 10 minutes away from the airport I picked you up yeah. at. So you and I collectively, excuse me, drove over 2,000 miles wow. from Sunday to Sunday. Jesus. And then collectively, our group hiked over 32 miles on foot in that week. That's awesome. In, those, in that weather. In that weather. In that yeah. heat and humidity. And those mosquitoes. Yeah. And those mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's grand. But it was awesome. And I when you it. consider how much road cruising we did, yeah, to get 32 miles on foot in is not bad. Not too shabby, man. Not too yeah. shabby. I've got to say, the food wasn't bad. Yeah, I was actually surprised. I thought it was yeah. going to be more fast food and kind of... No, no but there was, was a lot of mom and pop shops. They were, it was good. I had my yeah. first Cracker Barrel. Oh, oh well, that that, that that was trash. I'm sorry. That was a <laughs> mistake. All right. That was all right. Oh, that was um, a mistake. But... but no, some of the food was was really good, and some very interesting locals. I mean, oh yeah, who, who knew teeth were an option? Yeah, know? who knew that that shirts and excuse me, shoes and shorts were necessary in any of the gas stations we went to? Exactly, and <laughs> you know, facial tattoos. That is the way forward. Method yeah. facial tattoos. I love yeah. it. That's what we do. That's really cool. So the only other thing to talk about, which I, I want to just quickly mention, yeah, is I actually got to see Phil's collection in person. He did. Which oh, is quite so a big thing because it's a very, very personal thing. Um, I was I was very self-conscious, my friend. i got to be honest. I, I completely get it. I, I, You know, very few people get past the door of my building. And that's my space. Yeah. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter how much you clean. Something, no, something is going something to happen. Something will always right. shit. The minute you've cleaned, yep. something will always shit in a water bowl. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, Phil's collection, awesome, I have to say. Well, thank you. I was brother. very surprised at how much non-venomous stuff you have as well. Really likes the, what's the word I'm looking for? The logicalness. Is logicalness a word? It is sure, now. sure. I mean, right now it is. Be. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the logicality, the logicalness of the how logicalness. the logicalness of how your room is set out. So you've got all the non-venomous in one area, and then the rest of the space is taken up by the venomous, which is yeah. really cool. Um, I love the racks you've got in terms of what you're stacking stuff on. They're really neat and tidy. And you we'll start off with the non-venomous stuff. You've got some cracking bits, mate. <laughs> well, um, thank you. You've got some shit, don't get me wrong. Ah, there it is. There, there it is. is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. And you know what I'm going to say. I got one fucking albino in this guy's You got a fucking albino. What it a, was a gift. shit. It was a gift from a it's dear a, friend. It's a who, stunning. Who is, it's at, it's, and it's an albino River Road Subok. Yeah. So Transpecos Rat Snake. And it is going to be used into a silver project that I have raising up. So there you go. No, nah, fair enough. But no, just some really, I mean, Milk snakes and king snakes, just beautiful. Leonis, yeah. really lovely. Yeah. Your corn snakes are phenomenal. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring them up. Everyone Those goes, are oh, corn snakes, load of old shit. No, 
corn snake there's corn snakes and there's corn snakes both of the localities you have look like child's drawings they're amazing yeah. just yeah. thank they, you absolutely I know, this, obviously everyone's seen okatee corns because it's yeah. the one that's in all the books and they were phenomenal i mean they literally pop but the other locality i can't remember what it begins with b it's, it's my county it's broward county it's it's for, fort lauderdale florida's county yeah um again fantastic absolutely yeah. stunning never seen never seen those before really really cool um you've got indigos yeah they're all right <laughs> <laughs> Not my thing. Just big, yeah. big. Yeah, they're, they're cool. I mean, they're rare, but um, beautiful, stunning um, water pythons, which were really odd. Yeah, and that go, go on because that fascinates me. Yeah. So Phil said, "Oh, have a look at my water pythons. What do you think? Um, I think they're too small." And uh, he opened up the, uh, the the cages, and I was like, "They don't look anything like my water pythons," and they're as big as my water pythons and my water pythons are probably two years older. So I've yeah. got fog dam water pythons and they've got their real khaki color with bright yellow underbellies, but really rounded snouts. Whereas Phil's are really dark green again with, you know, nicely colored underbellies, but the heads are so angular and big. It's like a different snake. It's really yeah. weird. My, so mine are supposed to be purebred Queensland, and the heads are very liasses. If that, if yeah, that's even the thing, 100%. I mean, like, I feel like your yours are more Morelia, more carpety in terms of head. Yeah, but mine is more white lip and head. If that yeah. makes sense, hundred yeah. percent. To me, mine look like small olive pythons. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yours, exactly that. Yours look like white lips. It's yeah. really weird. Um, I mean, I think no, there's probably work going on about it as we speak, but I don't think it's the same. Yeah, species. It's absolutely so different. It's really cool to see though. And it was nice to have you look at mine because I was so concerned that I'm not feeding them enough, that they're too small for their age. And here you are telling me that yours are two years older and they're the same yeah. size. So yeah. it could very well be the whole fact that yours are fogged in minor Queensland. Yeah. Who knows? Or it could yeah. just be that uh, temperature okay. conditions. I, I don't know. But Yeah, it's weird. It's great to see. Um, and then you've got your healer, which was lovely. Super set up for the healer. Really nicely done. Thank you so much. I know you've posted pictures of that on Insta before, but yeah, yeah. it's nice to see naturalistic stuff like that done, done mm -hmm. well. And then we go over to the uh, the snaky venomous stuff, um, and unfortunately, you've got a lot of hood tat. Yeah, I do. I it, do. it is. It doesn't float my boat. I know. I mean, you've got a nice collection of cobras. So there's no two ways about it. To me, they all look exactly the same. <laughs> they just look like they need a good feed, and they're only interested when they're angry. Um, yeah, yeah. But no, you, you've got a, what was the word I'm looking for? A thorough collection. Oh, thank you, sir. You have enough. Thank you, you more than enough different species of cobras for anybody. Yes, and um, I'm, I'm late right now. <laughs> okay, um, but your wrinkles, oh yeah. my days! I've seen them in books, but I've never seen one in the flesh, and just stunning. Almost makes me want to keep them. I didn't realize how small they were. Yeah, as adults, um, but the banding on them. And the dark heads are just yeah. absolutely and so inquisitive. I mean, the, the, the big one in the big Viv mm -hmm. literally just watched you around the room as you're walking about. It's like, yeah. what, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Just incredible. Really, yeah. really cool. Um, 
some lovely examples of rock rattle snakes. Very jealous about those. Um, really, really cool. Can't wait to see what you do with the, I know you're um, doing vibs for those. Yeah, um, oh, for sure. For sure. Can't wait to see what you do with those because I think they're going to pop when they're under yeah. uh, some nice lights and stuff like that. Um, yeah, there were some dirt snakes in boxes. Um, it's just trays of soil as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, um, yeah. Just, just dirt. Just dirt. Uh, and then, oh, my days. Phil's puff adders. Um, I, photos, again, don't, I did take photos, but photos do not do them justice. I mean, I must have seen over the years literally hundreds and hundreds of puff adders at various shows and in friends' collections and stuff like that. I genuinely, I'm not saying it because it's Phil, I have never seen puff adders like it. Thank you, sir. If, if I'd have seen those in a photograph online, I'd have gone, that's been photoshopped. It, that they are screamers, literally <laughs> screamers. Yeah, you should just be taking pictures of them, just posting those all over the net, mate. They are when I know they're in uh, temporary housing at the moment. When you display those, you've got to start putting pictures on the internet. Oh, for they sure, for are sure, phenomenal, absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Thank you, brother. Uh, yeah, just again, I've never wanted to keep puff adders. Because I will find them quite drab, but those I was just mesmerized by, though. Yeah, I feel, and I feel like they're begging to be set up in a grassland viv. Oh, 100 percent. If I had those snakes, they would be like the centerpiece. They need to be seen under um, full spectrum lighting all day. It's just amazing. That's really, the next really goal. Cool. That's the next mission. Yeah, as I say, I've never seen anything like. Never seen a puff adder like it. You know, I've seen some attractive puff adders but they were just another level get some pictures out there man i know thank you thank you yeah. i appreciate it sincerely um on the copperheads you had oh Trans yeah transpicos they yeah. were stunner, little stunners as well little landmines really really cool i do think it's funny because I, I keep you know two at a time in in, in the the racks mm. and it's always funny when you open it they're all like huh like they all have that like curiosity yeah. to them i love it yeah so no a really nice collection really sensibly laid out really nice thank you sir thank you that's very good much. it's good to see and you know all your the way you combat the humidity locally and maintain the temperature is really really cool and i know thank you've got you, a sir. lot i know you've got a lot of um what did you call them gobies maybe govi yes gobies yeah i know you've got all yeah. that so you can see but yeah considering what the humidity is like outside compared to the low humidity in that room for your desert species because obviously you've got the serastes yeah beautiful set oh your serastes really i love that setup. i don't know who thank made you. that who thank makes you that? Uh, uh my friend sean did um, oh right uh, yeah well, the tubs the tubs are cambro tubs for their food quality for restaurants so right. they're so thick and dense and they're crystal clear but the rack yeah. itself my friend sean made so oh, okay that's that beautiful pseudo serastes field eye stunning Absolutely. Some, something else that needs a big display, Viv. Yes. They are just really nice. Things. I've, you know, I've, you very rarely, out of the wild, you very rarely see them in captivity when they don't look like a bit of Toblerone that's about to die. Um, but yours, chunky as, just really, really nice. Yeah. Thank you, super. Man. Again, you've got so much stuff that should just be <laughs> so know, much display stuff. Yeah. Just get rid of all that tat, hood tat. Well, the only with, with the, if if you take wrinkles out of it, there's 
one, two, three. There's only there's only three other cobras left, and yeah. all three of those cobras I've had for at least fifteen years. Yeah, one of them's like eighteen years old. One of them's like fourteen or fifteen. So they're pets. Yeah, you know, like I just can't get rid of them. And oh, just just release them into the Everglades. Stop listening, Fish and Wildlife. Stop listening. Um. But yeah, so but when they do, when that day finally does come, I will yeah. not be replacing them because no. I feel like my my days of hood tats are are dwindling with the exception That's, of the, the wrinkles. Oh, the wrinkles are stunning. But yeah, yeah and the goal is to make nice more stuff. wrinkles, so I'm gonna need all the hood tat space I can get. Yeah, uh, grand. But yeah, it was an absolute pleasure to see everything. I was yeah, well, I feel thank very you. I really yeah, appreciate no, it. I, 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 I'm dead serious. I was super self-conscious. I was like, man, oh. nippers coming over. The place looks like a mess. I got a vacuum. Like, uh. no, I, can, I completely get it. It's, you know, as you say, you can spend, and I do, if I do on the rare occasion, I have people come over the building, I'll spend all the previous day cleaning. Everything looks immaculate. And then you go in there and it looks like a tsunami has gone off in there. Yeah. Or, you, or, or you, you use a scented candle for a week straight. It smells like, like beautiful tropical fragrance. And then the morning that your friends are coming over, one snake shits in a water bowl and the whole yeah. room smells like a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. So. But, uh, yeah. No, it's grand. Very honored to be able to see it. It was cool. Well, thank you very much, sir. It means a lot. It yeah, does. it's good. So, yeah, that was it. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, we uh, we need to try and make this happen more than once a year. You know. Well, I'm. I mean, I I, I know you're tough for leave where you are. Yeah. Um, I get a ton of leave. I'm very fortunate. Um, so yeah, I'm already doing trip plans for next year. That's um, good. There was talk of a potential January trip back to Florida. Oh really? Yes. Interesting. Um, KJ and Rob were having a little discussion, so that might a weekend trip um okay I'd, I'd probably extend it for myself because i don't want to do a 13 hour flight one way and an eight and a half hour flight the other way for um yeah for a weekend but yeah so that's a potential um all right obviously may depending on how that goes um to bulgaria then zamos and naxos hopefully not but i had potential to do a lot more bulgaria trips and then the Utah trip in June to get Concolor, Hoppy, Abyssus, and all those good rattlesnakes. Oh, yeah. And then something towards the end of the year. Who knows? Who knows? Quite like to do Pennsylvania for timbers. Yeah, that'll be good if you can do that, most definitely. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. But um, we will sort some stuff out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Oh, well... Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 19. I still think that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? I know. Considering we only do one a month. That's I a know. Month. It's wild. Mm. And uh, look forward for uh, more captivating stuff from Mark O'Shea. And uh, definitely listen to NPR. And uh, you'll hear more about our recent excursions. Absolutely. 100%. Is there anything else you want to touch base on, brother? No, the usual um, request, please, if you're not, follow me on Instagram. Uh, if you are, listen to us on Spotify or any other platform. Please leave us, leave us a nice review. It really, really helps more than it you does. think. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Tell your friends to listen, download, 
follow uh, Venom Exchange Radio on Instagram as well. That would be grand. If you have any decent um, field herping photographs of Venomous, it's always worth pinging us um, or any video. It's always worth pinging us so that we can use it in some of our um, online material, if you don't mind us using Absolutely. it. That would be very, very cool. And, and even if you just want us to repost it, just tag us and yeah. a thousand percent we'll repost and share the love. Yeah, 100%. And um, if you have any questions you'd like to ask Mark O'Shea, either ping Phil or me direct or put it on the Venom Exchange radio page and we'll put your questions to him. Yeah. Um, we're doing some merchandise if you're interested in T-shirts, hats, anything like that. Um, some Venom Exchange radio stuff. And that's about it. Thanks for listening, folks. We know you could be listening to anything. We really, really appreciate it. And we will catch you soon. Bye. <laughs>